0: Ruin My Childhood. Hi, thank you for listening to episode three of Ruin My Childhood. I'm Mike. And I'm Kat. Today we're going to be talking about a wonderful, I think it was a Disney Channel cartoon called Gargoyles.
1: It is our first TV show episode.
0: So, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to watch the entire series when we're doing these podcasts. So, we're just going to watch a couple episodes and see if it's something that would excite us as adults and make us maybe want to continue watching. So,. I think Gargoyles is a pretty good show to start with. I remember watching Gargoyles and loving it. I remember my dad sitting down and watching Gargoyles with me when it was on. So I feel like this is going to be a pretty good TV series, although I don't know if my dad's taste is necessarily the best, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, your dad likes Gilmore Girls, so maybe. My memory of Gargoyles is very limited. I think the majority of the time when I was watching this, it was when my dad, dad, who works in emergency management, was stationed in Los Angeles for the Northridge earthquake. And we lived in Northern California. So we would drive down for a couple of days a week just so we could see my dad because he was deployed for a really long time um, on that earthquake. And in the hotel room in the embassy suites, we had access to the channel that Gargoyles played on, whereas we didn't have it at home. So really, it was just a Los Angeles. Northridge earthquake <laughs> series that I watched
0: like thinking about it because we never had Disney channel until I was in high school I think this was maybe on ABC and then was on Disney channel when it got like syndicated or something like that but I remember really liking it because it was kind of dark or at least I remember it being dark it probably wasn't yeah. that dark because it was a 90s cartoon but for like, a kid <laughs> it's pretty dark and it had these like cool monster guys but also had like a sense of honor and I remember there was being there was like a uh, a fun one
1: I don't remember the fun one. I just remember it being really serious and dark the whole time. And that really appealed to me.
0: Like, I think this was like a darker version of like Power Rangers is what I remember. So this came out when I was, I want to say like six or seven. So I was a little bit older as a kid. This was like post Power Rangers. Like I was too old for Power Rangers, but this was dark and really cool. And I really liked it. I don't remember all the characters names. Like I know they were all named after something in New York with the exception of the main guy. I know his name was Goliath. And then there was like Bronx and Brooklyn, and I don't remember. Was the it other actually
1: one. set in New York? For some reason, I thought it was set in like a fictional city.
0: No, it's set in New York. What happened is, as best as I can remember, the beginning, like the first episode takes place in like Scotland and like the thirteen or 1400s, like Macbeth days. In fact, I think Macbeth in this universe is a real person. And I know, like, it starts with that, and there's, like, a wizard or whatever, and they get frozen for, like, 500 years or something like that, and they're on, on this castle in Scotland, and some, like, billionaire who's, like, a Lex Luthor, Tony Stark kind of character buys this castle and, like, moves it and puts it on top of, like, a skyscraper in New York, and Whoa. that's how they end up in New York.
1: That's bizarre. Who the hell wrote that?
0: I don't know, but it gets really cool. Like, I remember... So, like, Goliath has, like, this female gargoyle that he was in love with, but she's been around this entire time, and so she's gone a little evil, and he's still this honorable good guy. So there's, like, that weird dynamic. You know, this human bad guy makes, I think, robot gargoyles based off Goliath. Like, they look like robotic versions of him, but I think he ultimately becomes a good guy, and I think Macbeth is the actual bad guy, like, the Shakespearean Macbeth. But I don't really remember. Like, I, re- I watched this entire series as a kid, but I have not watched it since then. And uh-huh. this is something that I've always hoped they would make, like, a live-action version. I think it could be really oh, yeah. cool.
1: It could be really cool visually.
0: Like, Guillermo del Toro making gargoyles would be awesome. There's always been two projects that I've said Guillermo del Toro should make. I grew up not liking Pokemon, but I've always said that Guillermo del Toro would make an amazing live-action Pokemon. Wasn't I, that almost a thing? Not not that I know of. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he almost made Beauty and the Beast, and then I think he'd be an amazing director for a live-action Gargoyles. I think Gargoyles would be one of those movies that could stand up on its own as a live-action remake, and, and I would watch watch the hell out of it.
1: I think good old Billy's a little busy for Gargoyles, though.
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I, I'm excited to watch it. I think we should just go watch it, and uh, we'll we'll get back to you guys and tell you what we thought.
1: Yeah, I hardly remember anything about it. I just remember really liking it when I had the opportunity to watch it. So I'm going into this almost completely blind. Excellent. Let's do this. One thousand years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years.
0: Now, here in Manhattan, the spell is broken, and we live again! So we just finished watching Gargoyles. We watched three episodes just to kind of get a feel for it. Uh, You said you kind of only watched it infrequently. What What did you feel this time?
1: I actually really liked it this time. I didn't think I would, and I didn't think I would be that interested. But I think there's something about how it's set in Scotland initially, and there's obviously something deeper going on, and you kind of have that aspect of them... Relearning what the world is like that makes it much more interesting.
0: I see. I kind of had the opposite. I don't want to say that I didn't like it, but I remember really liking this as a kid. And I feel like this show, as for a child at least, is initially hard to follow. Like it takes an episode and a half for them to really be in New York, and then none of the characters have names. Like they named the uh, Goliath has a name in the first episode. Then they name the older Gargoyle Hudson in the middle to end of the third episode and there's still three other characters that don't have names so that's kind of weird and I remember like you mentioned like there's the hint at things to come I remember vaguely some of the things that happen and I was kind of like man this just should just go into it like the first five episodes are them just getting to New York and figuring out New York and they all have the same episode name yeah so how many did
1: we watch we watched three
0: we watched three of the five introductory episodes
1: yeah and I feel like they are definitely mostly set up but i still want to see more and i don't really feel like this is actually a cartoon for young kids i feel like this is one of those cartoons that was more in the vein of like james bond jr that was aimed at like middle schoolers and older
0: i think well i think it gets more cartoony later once they get more established and they have their names some of them are very cartoony like i i think this was meant for like seven eight nine year olds like preteens
1: Really? Because they would not be able to follow the first few episodes.
0: That's, that's what I kind of figured, like, even me as an adult, maybe it's just because I'm impatient and I know what's coming. I was just like, come on, just get into it. Like, initially, I was kind of. I liked the first episode because it starts with them in New York and the building collapsing and then it immediately flashes back to Scotland. And some of the Scotland stuff was cool, but then it just didn't progress for three. It didn't really progress for almost two full episodes. Like for even a middle school kid or a tween or whatever you call like the pre-teens, I felt like this probably wouldn't hold your attention.
1: Yeah. But then again, what was the the schedule like back then airing cartoons? Because... I- this
0: was a Saturday morning cartoon.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: So this was a was owned by like Disney and ABC. It was on ABC's Saturday morning show um, lineup, and then on its third season, I believe it like switched to being like on Disney something, but it was still on ABC. But it was like a premium Disney slot on ABC on Saturday morning. So it was meant for kids to be watching on their day off.
1: Yeah. Well, it had to be getting some viewership if they continued making it for as long as they did.
0: Yeah, I think it was three seasons, but I think in season three, they switched the entire creative team.
1: Yeah. Was it like a completely different show after that or was I, it pretty much the I same? I don't
0: remember. So what I remember and while watching this, I did have some of this stuff kind of come back like the um, assistant guy, Owen, who worked for Xenatos. who, let's be real, Xenatos is Jonathan Franks from Star Trek. That's Commander Riker, and he looks and sounds exactly like Commander Riker. It doesn't so. sound
1: exactly like him, or it's look just his exactly regular voice. Like
0: like it's just his regular voice. But his assistant guy Owen, when I I don't remember what he is, but I remember seeing him. I'm like that guy's magic. I don't remember what, but I know he's like a magical creature. Huh. And I I know like Macbeth shows up later, and he's like Macbeth from the Shakespearean play. But I think. Macbeth has magic.
1: Yeah, I asked a friend of mine for recommendations on which episodes we should watch, but then we eventually decided to just watch the first few. And he said that the Macbeth ones are definitely the strongest ones of the series.
0: And then I know that I, I think it overlaps with the Midsummer's Night Dreams as well, because I think I think Oberon and Puck are in it as bad guys as well.
1: That's so, so random.
0: Yeah, Oberon, Puck, and Macbeth are all bad guys in this TV show eventually. (laughs) So they couldn't really
1: decide, like, what universe they wanted to be in. And so they sort of threw in Shakespeare.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then I know eventually Xanatos... Like, I think the Xanatos elements are cool. Like, I think in the first season, Xanatos is kind of the bad guy. And then it transitions to being, like, this more magical world. Because I know Xanatos ends up creating... Like robotic gargoyles, and they have to fight robotic gargoyles and stuff like that. Like, this the episode that we ended on was getting pretty interesting. So, basically, what happens is gargoyles help defend this castle. These they're these invaders that are coming. The gargoyles scare them off, and then one of the human guards ends up betraying the whole castle and the gargoyles and convinces the gargoyles to go somewhere else. The castle gets taken over. Gargoyles go to rescue them again, but for some reason, the wizard advisor thinks that the gargoyles accidentally got the princess killed so he casts a spell on them to stay stone until the castle goes over the clouds xanatos went to the castle specifically to find the gargoyles so it's from the very beginning it is magical and you know that xanatos has like some weird subplot like initially he's like you know just help me guard my castle because the castle is where i keep all my secrets i feel like he's a
1: villain with a conscience.
0: I think he is. I think he starts off as more just like a generic, like, Lex Luthor, I'm a businessman villain. But I think he does transition into being kind of a more likable human character.
1: Yeah, because I don't remember him at all from watching this when I was a kid. But I definitely get the sense that his character, I mean, you haven't quite established, like, you you get the sense that he's a little bit shady from the first couple episodes. But I kind of feel like he's going to go a lot darker but doesn't necessarily want to take that route.
0: Yeah, for, from the very beginning, he's lying to Goliath. Like he tries to send Goliath to go do like a industrial espionage, corporate espionage mission where he's going to go steal three floppy disks. This is from the '90s cartoons when everything was on a floppy disk. Like,
1: why are you going to send this giant guy? who basically, like, destroys everything he touches.
0: You know, the other thing that was kind of weird is it doesn't seem like they're very consistent with, like, how strong they are. Yeah. At the beginning of the first episode, Goliath catches a sword, and he has, like, a single drop of blood in the... Like, the invaders are like, they bleed, we can kill it kind of thing, like, from Predator. But then he's able to get tranked by just, like, a single trank dart. And, like, it doesn't bring him down, but you would think a trank dart from just a regular gun would not be able to take... Even pierce the skin of a gargoyle. So that, I don't really know. And he, he can claw through walls and everything like that he he might have killed a guy in that scene where him and the cop oh yeah uh, <laughs> stop the carjacking
1: so like episode three it just kind of gets crazy with the amount of destruction like he catches this detective woman when he basically scares her off the side of the building and then he kind of like blames her for being scared and then he picks her up and puts her on his back and he's just clawing his way up the side of the building unapologetically like he is Totally trashing this building with his claws does not give. A flying rat. No. <laughs> and then later on, they stop a carjacking, which, dude, that wife was brutal. Like,
0: Oh, She was so mean to him. That
1: was a pretty intense verbal abuse from, like, those yeah. secondary characters. And um, they stopped this carjacking. And it was totally random, like, where these guys came from. I don't know what their agenda was or anything like that, but they basically just, like, saw this guy on their turf and decided to carjack him. So the detective steps in and they take the bait. And this gargoyle just, like, straight up kills them. I mean, usually well, yeah, when people crazy. are injured, you'll see them writhing on the ground a little bit. But these guys were just, like, still. They were dead.
0: So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because, you know, I, I think her name is, like, Maya Maya's or something like that. Detective Mayaz, Latina. Maza. Maza, that's what it was. Yeah,
1: I thought that was pretty cool. They had a Latina back in the day, considering, like, so many main characters are just white. Yes. I figured if, like, they had, like, one human main character, they weren't going to make them anything but white. White, but that's a nice surprise
0: i'm not surprised i did a woman because i think this was this was very much in the vein of ninja turtles with like april o'neill so she's just like the latin april o'neill and a cop versus a reporter so it's still kind of plug and play
1: i think a cop is way more interesting than a reporter journalism is so played out
0: not in the 90s yeah (laughs) <laughs> so yeah she just was like hey i'm a cop don't do anything don't chase it was almost like home alone when macaulay Culkin, kevin mcallister is like gonna come and find me in the house like trying yeah. to like lure the uh the bandits into a trap so they like follow her and she just lets this monster just beat the, just beat the hell out of these guys yeah and That's like, that's not very good police work.
1: Right. And then like at the end, they're all smiling and like, she's not at all concerned that there are three or two dead guys in this alley and then a third one. And so I don't know why um, Goliath didn't just like take them on in the streets. I thought, you know, like presumably they ducked into the alley so that the people who were being carjacked wouldn't see and wouldn't tell anyone. But then they let this third guy get away. Right. At the end of that fight. So yeah, I mean he like away. he's gonna be telling someone. But also she lures them into the alley and Goliath like pops up and he's got glowing eyes and they're like, Ah, it's a monster and the third guy who ends up running away eventually is like, Let's take him. Like, is that dude on PCP or something? This is like <laughs> a freaking stone monster who's three times his size with wings and claws, and he's like, I'm gonna take him on with this lead pipe. Like, where does he get a lead pipe anyway? That dude is on <sighs> drugs.
0: This is New York. Lead pipes are everywhere. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to talk about the gargoyles themselves a little bit. So what's interesting is for some reason, Goliath has a name and he is the leader of the gargoyles. And No, he only first... has
1: a name because someone else gave them to him because in our realm, we don't have names.
0: Yeah, but so he has one and he just, you know, takes the name and goes by it and it's part of his identity so that's interesting. none of the others have names i do know ultimately they end up being called like bronx brooklyn
1: well i like how the one who ended up being called hudson was like the sky doesn't need a name what it's the sky that's a name what the how is that your argument
0: yeah and then he goes <laughs> the river doesn't need a name and it's like it's called the hudson
1: or it would be called the river everything yeah. has a name
0: he goes yeah they still call it something colloquially but he's just like oh, fine i'll be hudson but the other thing that's weird yeah, is... So yeah, initially... it took
1: like two seconds for him to be like, uh oh, it sounds good. I'll have a name. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing that also is kind of weird is each of these gargoyles are drastically different in terms of like body type and design. You, in the first episode, you see them flying around and you see them like dive off the castle. You see them come back up. You see them jump from the ground and get back to the sky. And I was like, why don't these wings flap? And then it says in episode three, they're like, oh, no, we don't fly. We glide. Off of air pressure and thermal so it's kind of weird that they don't really establish these traits until episode three and still as of episode three uh, i think there's what five of them so there's the big fat guy the small green one there's the red skinny one there's hudson and goliath and then there's the dog so there's six characters that presumably they want to sell action figures for and it takes three episodes not even three episodes to have them named it's going to be episode four or five before the others get named like that's not a very good way to sell toys
1: that is a little strange but i also looking at this i'm getting the sense that it wasn't necessarily always um the same team of people working on it all the animators are japanese yeah like 100 percent which is and a the little bit strange was, for um, a cartoon that the producers are all American on, or presumably American, because they all have well, English the names. The other
0: thing was the animation was kind of inconsistent. In the first episode, at the very beginning, when it's showing like the building collapsing and pieces falling, there was a lot of detail in the background. like The cars looked really good. The, you know, the, the frame rates were a little off, and that's something that most cartoons in the 80s and 90s had. Oh,
1: yeah. Frame rate sucks in all of them.
0: And that's, you know, that's just as kids, we kind of just, in the missing information like we don't even notice But the background detail was really good And the fight choreography was good In episode 2 or 3 When they're like storming the cave To go rescue the princess Well they think the princess is in there There's some weird scenes with the, Very clearly the backgrounds were pre-rendered And they just kind of like pasted figures in Like it almost looked kind of South Parky. y <laughs> like, So the, the animation was a little inconsistent
1: I mean episode 3 I think they clean up the animation a lot But getting back to the whole thing with the names and the gliding, I feel like maybe they started writing episode one and then they took off with it. And then they realized maybe that they made these characters too impenetrable and too strong too quickly. And so maybe they backpedaled. Or, I mean, like, seeing that all the animators are Japanese, like, maybe... That was something they decided after it was already animated, and so they like took out some dialogue and plugged that in instead. I'm not Possibly. really sure, but I actually really like the animation on this. I like that. It's darker than other cartoons. I mean, like these days, I'm not really sure what cartoons are doing, but it was a lot darker than other cartoons at the time. And I love that they put in the extra work to do the shadows on the characters, because that's something that really brings you into that universe and like really gives it this great depth that a lot of other cartoon characters don't have.
0: And what was also interesting with this is, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I was into it because it was a little bit darker than your Spider Man's and your your Batman cartoons, which I loved. But Spider Man was a cartoon that was super censored. He was never allowed to throw a punch, uh, so it was always just him dodging, and things would fall on the bad guys. Uh, Batman could throw. Batman was considered a violent cartoon, but not as bad as this. And like there was just still lasers and stuff like that for some reason they couldn't have guns and this one they did have like lasers but there were explosions and grenades and stuff like that they are throwing punches they are throwing guys bodies are hitting walls and going limp like this was a pretty heavy cartoon. They're
1: straight up killing people in alleys. And it's not even (laughs) like, you know how usually they'll try and put a lesson into a takedown. Like they could have very easily just like scared the crap out of these guys and, you know, roughed them up a bit and been like, you leave this neighborhood or whatever, yeah. you know, put some kind of moral lesson into it. Instead, they just straight up kill them and presumably, like, just expect the third guy who got away to be like, nah, don't carjack white dudes.
0: <laughs> um, you know what was also pretty progressive in this? Uh, so in the scene, and this overlaps, like, little bits of it are in episode one, two, and three, but, like, these, this separate corporation or whoever they are that's attacking Xanatos uh there were like women in this like hit squad coming to steal his corporate secrets or at least yeah. that's what he's saying i love like, it i thought that was pretty cool and it was like a blonde long-haired woman and she she like held her own like she, i think she lasted longer than any of the other soldiers yeah so that was pretty cool um the show was very progressive for its time like there's a lot of um like you mentioned like there's minority characters female characters Um, they do Scottish stuff. Like there's a lot of weird stuff that you did not see in cartoons.
1: And it's interesting because it's not like other cartoons didn't have female villains, but most of the time they had a male counterpart and they worked as a team. Whereas this one, there is that female gargoyle that Goliath gets down with in the beginning. And then she turns bad. And I remember her being in pretty much the entire series.
0: Yeah. So do I, I remember her being a much larger role. Um, I don't agree with that. I mean, we haven't watched it, but I don't remember her just being like a strong, independent female villain. I think that she's ends up in a relationship with Xanatos. I could be wrong. Wait, 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 wait.
1: Isn't that like bestiality?
0: Nah, it's fine. If it's a magical creature, it's fine. (laughs) It's, it's like being with a a centaur. It's beautiful.
1: Oh, ooh, I, ooh, that's a bit much, Mike.
0: I don't know. And like. It's it's Macbeth and Shakespeare a and there's a lot of weird stuff. I don't know. I just named a magical creature.
1: How can you even take that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that gets dangerous for your health.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe just like a Greek god then. I don't know. But like that used to happen <laughs> all the Centaur. time. I th- Yikes. I, I could be wrong, but I think <laughs> later on, I think she actually has a human form. I could be wrong. Yeah, I But the uh, female gargoyle, she looks more I don't even think she has a tail. She looks like I, Tina Turner. Yeah, she looks like T oh, I don't know about Tina. Yeah, kind of. That hair. Um But she's you know, she's got like a like a figure and everything. Like she looks like a like a grayish blue person with fangs and big ears. (laughs) I could see like somebody like Xanatos, a billionaire who can have whatever he wants, might be into some freaky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Going back very briefly to like the character design, like I think you're right that they probably could fly in episode one and then they decided to backpedal. Mm Mm-hmm from the very beginning uh i think the little green guy i think his name is lexington the kind of like bald the, looking one the bald one that's you know he sort of really, looks like really Bat small. boy he kind of reminds me of from like, like cheech the old Marin for tabloids i do remember that <laughs> but his wings are set up they are attached under his arm maybe
1: you're just thinking of cheech marin because he was in
0: fringoli yeah maybe but he has wings that are set up like a flying squirrel type wing. so he definitely wouldn't have been able to fly. Like his would have to be gliding. Some of the others have huge wings that look like they like they're like dragon wings. Like you would think they would be able to flap them and fly. But you do into um to the credit of the production crew, like you never see them flap. So maybe it was designed from day one to be gliding. And well, except the structure
1: of the wings, like they're constructed like bat wings.
0: Well, I don't have much more to say on it. Um, You didn't really like super watch this as a kid. So I don't know. Did this ruin your childhood by going back to it? It sounded like you wanted to keep watching.
1: No, like I remember Gargoyles just being this badass cartoon that I got to watch occasionally when we would travel. And I really loved it when I was a kid and I loved how dark and edgy it was. And it made me a little bit uncomfortable because it was a little bit scary. And I really that's something I've loved my entire life And coming back to it as an adult, I actually really want to watch more of it. Like, I want to see what's going to happen. And I'm not sure if I would really be into it, like you said, when it gets a little bit more cartoony. But I want to know the initial story and I kind of want to see what everyone's angle is. And at least get through all the to-be-continued Um, episodes that start out, I guess, like the first five episodes of the series that really lay the groundwork for the series. I'm curious as to what's going to happen with those. And I really do want to see more of it.
0: I'm kind of torn because I remember loving the show as a kid. And I remember this, the story ripping, like just going like boom, 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 like all this weird stuff. Episode or season one only has like 13 episodes, I think 13 episodes in season two. And then season three is where it gets kind of weird. And it's a different production crew.
1: But are you approaching it with the expectation of should I have liked this as a kid or are you approaching it with am I enjoying it right now?
0: I'm approaching with am I enjoying it right now. And like my expectations are high. Like I just expected for some more stuff to happen. I remember watching this TV show with with my dad. Like he sat and watched it with us on Saturdays before going to work. I remember thinking like going into this episode thinking like, this is a show that's good enough for adults to watch with their kids and I can see like I would as an adult I would much rather watch this than like the original Power Ranger episodes as much as I love Power Rangers I know those aren't going to hold up at least I don't think they will we'll probably do it as a future episode <laughs> but I just was left wanting this to go faster like I felt it dragged too much like as an adult. Like, a cartoon f- needs to at least be either funny or just crazy dumb. There's to a ton it, like, of setup. Yeah, it's just too much setup and, like, not enough payoff yet. Like, I know it pays off in the end, but as an adult with not a lot of time where I'm running two podcasts, I've got work, there's Walking Dead, there's so much other premium <laughs> content right now, it's hard for me to want to just You have keep... a wife? I have a beautiful, loving wife. I like how wife. Walking
1: Dead rated higher than your spouse.
0: <laughs> I wasn't even going to mention you.
1: <laughs> nice really nice um,
0: but yeah, basically in a nutshell there's so much premium content out there right now it's it's kind of hard to carve something aside a like a time aside for something that hasn't paid off in an hour yet like, yeah now granted that would be one episode of like a premium drama on netflix or whatever i'm kind of torn like if you're gonna keep watching it like i'm gonna watch it with you but I could live without watching anymore.
1: It, do you think it's maybe like a, a Moby Dick situation where he, back in the day, Herman Melville got paid by word. And so maybe they purchased a certain number of episodes and they had to sort of drag it out to fill them all up.
0: Well, no, 13 is not very much like most TV show. Most cartoons were doing 11 to 13 you know, 13, 11 to 15 episodes, generally in a TV show, I'll give it three or four episodes before making a decision. You know, maybe I'd give it one more to decide if it's worth my time. But if you're going to watch it, I'll keep watching it because we live together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily want to watch the entire series. I just kind of want to know what the initial situation is. is. Yeah, I might watch five episodes and then call it good just so I can figure out what exactly is happening with the stuff that they hint at already?
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't say this ruined my childhood, but I I wouldn't say that it's engaged me as an adult so much.
1: Yeah, I think I was actually pleasantly surprised because I really liked it as a kid, and I think it's still pretty badass. All right, so that is episode three, and next week we are going to be revisiting Homeward Bound.
0: Homeward Bound? Yep. With Michael J. Fox?
1: i mean i don't even remember necessarily liking homeward bound as a kid so this is going to be pretty interesting
0: find out what i remember about homeward bound next week on ruin my childhood
1: thanks for listening
0: bye